Hey, Camp Kids. Welcome back to the Camp Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bob, and I'm on a mission to bring together a community of camp people from all around the world. Whether you are currently in your camp experience or it's been a while since you've been at camp, when you're with us, you're at home. In this week's episode, we meet Dustin. Dustin didn't grow up going to camp, but was kind of voluntold to become a male cabin counselor one summer for the Mankato YMCA. He fell in love with camp and ended up changing career fields to pursue a career in camp. Dustin oversees day and resident camps in the YMCA and is super passionate about camp and personal development. So without further ado, let's meet Dustin. Dustin, welcome to the Camp Kids Podcast. We are so excited to have you here and for you to share with us your camp story. Please go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're speaking to us from today. Yeah, awesome. Hello, everyone. Um, I am Dustin Slaughter, and I am the Youth Activities and Summer Camp Director for the Mankato Family YMCA, which is in Minnesota. Um, It is about an hour and 15 minutes south of the Twin Cities, so that is where I am at today. Very cool. Thank you for that geographical location for our listeners who may not be familiar with Minnesota. Well, tell us a little bit about your background camp experience. Did you happen to attend camp as a camper? Um, You know what? I actually never did. I was that kid that was deathly afraid to be away from my mom and dad. And so I hardly ever did like sleepovers or stuff like that. Just was not my, my cup of tea when I was young. And so I never went as a camper. And I am kind of sad looking back that I never got to experience it now that I'm giving that experience to kids. I totally understand that. In fact, the most recent episodes that I have been recording have been people who have said, nope, I didn't experience it as a camper. I get to experience it as an adult. And I think even finding camp as an adult is still such an enriching experience for any individual. Tell us about how you found camp. I moved up to the Mankato area um, in 2015 when I graduated high school. I found the YMCA through some mutual friends and my amazing boss, her name is Carrie Omenson, kind of got me in right away. And I thought it was just going to be, you know, a a college job. I was going to get my degree and move on and those types of things. And then one summer, um, which I was actually working for the university here in Mankato, Carrie called me and said, I need to talk to you. Can you come into my office when you have a second? And so, of course, you know, All the bad things that I thought I did were running through my head. Like, oh no, what is my boss going to talk to me about? She sat me down and she's like, okay, so I have to ask you a really important question. And she's like, I need one more male counselor for our resident camp. um, And I want you to go. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't do the heat. I don't do the bugs. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. So the answer is no. I just want you to think about it for a little bit. And make sure that, you you know, you're a solid no and stuff. And then she kind of went into all the details about what it all entailed and those types of things. And so I thought about it. And then I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do this. And she's like, no, you're you're going with us. So she kind of talked me into it in 2016. And since then, I haven't looked back. And it's been an absolutely life changing experience. Wow. It sounds like you kind of got voluntold you were going to be doing camp. Like, Yes, that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you would be good here and it's going to change your life. And it did. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I just, I didn't know what to expect. Like I said, I, the heat and the bugs were not my forte, but um, now I love that stuff. Like if, if camp could be, you know, 85 degrees, like that is just like the best sleeping in the cabins and stuff. And so I've kind of actually had like, a wild experience, I guess you could say. I started 
Um, I did one summer as a, a cabin counselor at our camp. And then the next summer, I was not able to commit to the full week because of my other job at the time. But I still like knew I needed to be a part of camp in some way, shape or form. And so I actually volunteered that year and went out to camp on Wednesday and stayed Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and assisted in, in any sort of capacity that I could at that point. And then in 2018, um, I actually made the decision to quit my other job at the university um, for the summers and pursue camping full time because I just knew the impact and what it had done for me when I started in 2016. And that year we had enough male uh, cabin counselors. And so Carrie again was like, okay, I'm going to throw another curveball at you. I want you to be our medical coordinator. And I'm like, mm, yeah, no. Uh, because I don't do puke and I don't do vomit and I don't do the beds and I don't do blood and those types of things. Um, and she's like, yeah, well, it's either this or I can't take you. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Um, and then that same summer, I actually, which is one of my stories that I just will never, ever forget. I cleaned up vomit three times before noon in my very first day as the medical coordinator. And I'm like, this is not at all what I signed up for. Just an amazing experience and more behind the scenes stuff that I didn't even know happened at a camp. So I did more behind the scenes stuff than ever before. Kind of seen it all. You know, I've seen every position. I've been in every position, which is kind of unique because I can speak to those positions because I've actually had those and not just directed the people in which um, have ha uh, held those positions as well. I mean, that's quite a plethora of experience in a very short period of time. And also, I mean three vomit cleanups before. <laughs> that's that's a record i feel like yes. you should have gotten a badge or like a bead or something for yeah that. yeah it was like one right after another like i'd get one um cleaned up and i'd stomach that one and then i'd get another call on the radio like hey we need you over here and i'm like oh what for and then they tell me and i'd be like no i just got done with this but it is what it is and um it's all for the kids so that's the best i can do i was curious what did you get your degree in um, I got my degree in elementary education through uh, Minnesota State University, Mankato, and I knew that I wanted to be a teacher from like the second I knew I needed to, to find a job. My mom was a um, teacher all throughout my high school days, and so I just knew that I wanted to influence kids in some way, shape, or form. And I grew up in a very small town. And so I thought teaching was the only way really to do that. You know, there wasn't after school programs. There weren't any sort of camps or anything like around the area that I grew up. And so I thought the only way I could do that was through teaching. And so I pursued that. And then when I found camping, um, I realized that that was that was where my heart was. Wow, that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, absolutely. I have a friend who had a very similar experience thought that the only way to get to youth development was to become a teacher. And now like after getting a degree realizes like, Oh yeah, there's degrees in outdoor recreation or outdoor education. And it's like, yeah, there, there's lots of ways to make a huge impact on kids' lives. It doesn't have to be necessarily in the traditional classroom. So I oh, love that you were able to use that to catapult you kind of into the career that you have now. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, tell us a little bit about your experience now in the position that you have. How long have you been in this position? What are some of the tasks and duties that you have as well? For nine months of the year, I oversee our after-school program. And then for the three months, I am full-blown in to 
um, summer camp. The, the main duties and the things that I um, oversee is I do have a leadership team. And so I do all of our hiring, all of our screening and those types of things to get staff. I do all the behind the scenes with our registration process and make sure that it's um, seamless for our uh, participants and families to um, register in. And then I also coordinate and oversee all of the programming. Now, my leadership team are the actual ones who do the programming, but all of their programming goes through me. And so I kind of oversee all of that, but I don't necessarily have my hands directly in on the programming. More recently, I've let some of that programming go um, because I trust my leadership team and trust what they're doing. And so they kind of do all of that aspects of it for me now. And I do more of that behind the scenes. I love talking with parents and especially first-time camp parents who have no idea what to expect and making sure I ease all of their nerves. But I also love to see all the registrations go in and all of that behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people just kind of take for granted and have no idea that there's actually someone behind the screen doing it all. It's been a very, very fun learning experience for me through all um, that. I've been in this position for, I guess it'll be three years in the next month here in November. Like I said, I've, I've held some sort of position within our organization since 2016. So I've kind of seen so many changes throughout the camp world um, for us. And it's it's just been an extremely rewarding and extremely humbling experience. It's a bit, It'll be three years next month. That's November. So yeah. you were pretty much hired in this position right before the COVID shutdown. Uh, yes, that is exactly what. So I was the camp coordinator. The f- uh, No, I, yeah, it was the full time for 2020 was my first year. Actually, I was hired in January. And then we were planning camp thinking we were going to run totally as normal. And then February hit and the whole world shut down. And so it was an extremely emotional time for me. Um, I was dealing with some all my own personal mental health issues as well as the entire world during that time as well. But also trying to run a camp for for kids as well was extremely mind boggling on how we were going to get this all pulled off. I mean, you've literally been pulling a program out since you've been in this position. That's that's pretty incredible. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Especially since you seem to be very young. And I mean, you're still in the same position. I mean, that speaks a lot about who you are and your character. And thank you for being vulnerable about everything that you're, you've been dealing with. I mean, I know a lot of people will be able to relate to mental health and, you know, mm-hmm. all the pressures that even just the camp community has gone through in the last three years. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I saw camp what it was prior to COVID. And then when COVID hit, we could not run our resident camp. And I don't know if I've mentioned this quite yet or not, but I actually oversee both our resident camp and our day camp program. So I kind of am in a very unique role that way as well, where I see both aspects of it, both overnight and then the traditional kids come to us for a certain amount of hours and then go home. So saying goodbye to our resident camp in 2020 was extremely difficult because I knew our day camp was never going to be able to run the same way that it had typically run before. We're getting the kids out to local parks and going on field trips and we're outside of the Y. And now because of COVID, we had to totally recreate our, our entire structure. And luckily, again, I keep bringing up Carrie Omenson. She's a huge inspiration to me, but her and I sat down and we figured out, you know, with all the restrictions, six feet apart and um, masks and being within our certain pods and things like that nature. So we actually turned our blue gym here at our Y into 12 different classrooms, quote unquote there, or pods, you could call them. 
And that's how we ran camp was out of office partitions made into sort of classrooms for kids to be able to come and have some sort of social interaction. So we gave the community the the service that they needed. But let me tell you, I would hope I never have to go back to that again because it was so, so taxing and so just not the experience I wanted to provide for the kids. Wow. Yeah, no, that's definitely not ideal whatsoever. I'm for sure. hoping we never have to go back to that. <laughs> yes, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. So then since you said you oversee day camp and resident camp, do you host both of those at the same site or are they hosted at different sites? They are hosted at different sites. So our day camp is ran out of our YMCA building itself. And then we actually rent our resident camp for four weeks out of the summer. Um, so we don't own that facility. Um, that's something that we have a partnership with our Kiwanis here in Mankato. And we rent that facility from them. So we literally take everything out there from towels to bars of soap to, you know, sheets to the food to the whole nine yards. Like none of that is stored there for us. We have to take everything with us. Wow. That's that's really cool. What site do you all use? Um, it is called um, Kiwanis Camp Patterson. It's actually in Madison Lake, which is about 15 minutes from Mankato. So it's far enough away where the kids don't know where they are, but yet close enough in case anything happens. Your organization has been offering resident camp? I don't off the top of my head. I know Carrie, again, who I am talking about and mentioning, she was at RY for 25 years before she just took a new position at a... At a YMCA is their CEO. She had been doing it for 25 years prior to that, and we've always run it through them. So again, I don't know that number. It's a number that I'm searching for, but extremely hard to come about, I guess. No worries. I was just asking for my curiosity, but it yeah. sounds like resident camp has been something that has been a part of your community for a while now, and you've built a very strong and deep relationship with the Kiwanis. That's that's very cool. I've yet to have a Kiwanis perspective on my podcast. So yeah. I have to reach out to them and be like, hey, I would love to hear about what you do. So very, very, very cool. Now, do you use any of their staff as well? Or do you bring in everything, including staff? Nope. So they simply provide the facility. And then they have um, some caretakers who have become dear friends of mine as well, who oversee like the maintenance of the buildings and stuff like that. So for example, if a light bulb goes out, that's what the caretakers take care of, do those types of things. And so we do have two of those on our team while we are out there. But otherwise, it is myself, my counterpart, Annaliski, and then our staff that are out there. So we kind of bring the whole nine yards with us. Wow, that's incredible. So then you do like your whole staff training and everything out there as well then. Correct. Yeah, we've done that the last few years. They've been so gracious enough to let us come out and see the facility and things like that. Because a lot of times I have brand new staff who've never even seen what a camp looks like. Mm -hmm. And so um, I take them out there and show them what the cabin's like. And like, this is where you're going to be sleeping. And this is where we eat dinner and those types of things. So yeah, we do our training out there. And it's, it's just wonderful time. Wow, that's really cool. I love that for you all. Well, I know that you've already mentioned a few people that have been very inspirational to you along your journey, but I would love to hear of some people who have inspired you and how have they done that? Like I've been mentioning, Carrie, she was my boss and now is a dear, dear friend of mine. Um, she's been just a, a rock through so many different things for me personally and professionally. And so um, I owe a lot of my dedication and love to her. She's just been 
inspiration is just not the the word there's just it's just not good enough for what she's all done for me but there are a few others and since then her and i have just clicked and um we talk i would say almost once a month or for sure and bounce ideas off of each other but also just catch up vent cry laugh the whole nine yards she's just been a great great inspiration for me as well just adore her and then my other um one that comes to mind would be jason who is the exec for YMCA Camp Kataki in Nebraska. And actually I met him at the same conference that I met E at. Um, and I was a rising star for the conference, which is called the Mid-America Camping Conference, um, which I highly recommend for all the camp pros listening um, out there. It's a great, great time. But at that time we had to go and approach people with different colored lanyards that we had. And Jason had a different one. And so I had to have a conversation with him and then ask for his lanyard. And it was the most intimidating thing that I have ever had to do. But it was a great start to Jason and I's relationship. He has actually zoomed in and done a part of my camp training for me and was an inspiration to my camp staff a couple years ago um, and did kind of like a, a keynote speaker type presentation for us. And I asked his opinion on tons of different stuff throughout the year as well. Um, and he's just always, always willing to help and lend a hand whenever he can as well. That's so wonderful. I love that you've had all these people in your corner. You mentioned this conference, the Mid-American Camp Conference. I'd love for you to kind of explain a little bit about that to our listeners. It's a three-day conference and um, everybody comes and it's all camping professionals of all sorts of levels. You know, we have First years, those that are looking to see if camping is something that, you know, they want to do for their professional career all the way up to executives, to retired executives who come because they just can't get away from the camp community. So we go, there's interest sessions where um, different people are presenting on different topics that are relevant to camping. So whether that would be mental health, programming, how to do fundraising, um, you know, those types of situations. And then there's other things, you know, roundtables talking to different people about how the way that they run their camp, the way that we run ours, you know, those types of things. There's keynote speakers. And then, you know, it's there's a recreation time where you get to go and experience things in which the host site has to offer. So whether that be zip lining or board games or indoor swimming or those types of things of whatever the, the host site is able to provide for us at that time. Very cool. So the site changes from year to year then? Um, every two years, yes. It, it stays consistent for two years, and then there is a new host site. Very cool, very cool. Typically, when is this conference held, and where? Year of Zoom. And then this year, it's back in Michigan. Um, so it's typically, you know, somewhere in the Midwest is kind of where that has been. And then it is the first kind of full week into January, so kind of right after the holidays um, is typically when it has been. Um, you know, a, a good kickoff to the new year for all the camp pros getting ready for the new summer that's coming in quickly approaching. Wow. Yeah, that'd be a cold zip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, I have been ziplining and um, it was uh, fun. It was a great experience. But yes, the whole Lord, it was cold. So very cool. Very cool. I'm actually preparing to go to my first camping conference yeah. in November. I'm presenting about podcasting and the camp community. So oh. I'm very excited. It's been on my bucket list for a while to go to a camp conference. So yes, so well, good. buckle up because camp people are the best people and we <laughs> know how to have a great time. So <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> It'll be so great. I always ask my guests, 
Have you ever had a camp name or is having camp names a part of your current camp experience? Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's really never been a thing before. You know, like when I approach and introduce all my staff, it's like Mr. or Mrs. or however they identify and then their name. And so for the longest time, I've always been Mr. Dustin and those types of things. Until last summer, when our very first resident camp week, the word slay, I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but S-L-A-Y, like slay, um, it's kind of been like a way for you to say like, you're killing it or you're doing an amazing job or those types of things. And so I made a shirt for one of our theme nights for neon night that was like bright pink and bright orange and it said slay across it and so the kids started calling me the slay master um yeah. which i didn't really like at first but then it kept, they just kept saying it and stuff so it caught on and it was like i was always tell them like oh you're slaying it today like keep going you're having a great time slay and those types of things and it just stuck and so that's kind of been my name this past summer um i kind of hope that it goes away next summer but we'll see what what comes about the slay master i of yeah. Santa when I hear because yeah. <laughs> I think of the other spelling the sleigh but yes oh my yes. gosh that was a very popular very popular saying at our camps as well this summer so I love that for you that's yeah. fantastic <laughs> we'll see we'll break out the shirt next year and see what happens yes absolutely that would be wonderful <laughs> well what are some other kind of cute fun quirky traditions that you may have at your camp Oh, we have so many, but I love talking about traditions. So first I'll start with um, our resident camp and then kind of go into the day camp world. So at our resident camp, for years and years, we've done what is called No Utensil Tuesday. And so on Tuesday, the kids only think that it's at dinner um, because that's typically like when they realize that they haven't had utensils because that's the meal that they're like, oh, I usually eat this with utensils. <laughs> uh, but we try to do it the entire day. And so for like breakfast maybe we'll have like breakfast sandwiches and like a granola bar or something of that nature and, and then lunch comes around and maybe we're having a chicken patty and you know a gogurt and some other things french fries those types of things that you typically eat with your hands and then dinner comes and we drop the ball that um, we are having some sort of pasta. So typically it's been spaghetti, but this year we actually tried Alfredo and that went over really, really well too. So it's some sort of pasta, um, a lettuce salad, green beans or peas, depending on what the cooks can get for me that year. And then some sort of fruit as well. So we've had like peaches or pears or things like that. And at that point, the kids realize like, holy moly, like I'm actually going to eat this meal without utensils. <laughs> and so... They absolutely have a ball. Like we've had to put a little few restrictions on it um, and remind kids that the spaghetti sauce is not hair gel and it's not <laughs> paint and things like that nature because some kids are getting absolutely out of control. But yeah, we do this. We get all the kids in there and then we count down from five and everyone starts eating at the same time. And it's just, it's one of my absolute favorite days at camp. So that was one of them. Another um, tradition that I just absolutely love is we do um, color wars at our camp. Challenges throughout the entire week where kids can earn points and things like that. But a couple of years ago, one of our camp counselors who was on the red team painted his entire body. And I mean entire body with red acrylic paint, like armpits, Oof. toenails, the whole nine yards. And since then, it has been a tradition that has stuck. And years later, we still have a counselor every year who's on the red team who paints their entire body 
with the red paint. And so that is just always fun to see. Like we talk about it at camp training and then I give them their teams and then they try to figure out who's going to be the brave one to do that. So that's always really, really cool to see who um, steps up for that. And then my third and my final one about day camp, the way that we end camp. Um, and it's kind of sad, um, obviously with saying goodbye and stuff, but we call it the goodbye line. And so I get all my counselors and myself in um, a line and then we let each kid go through the line one-on-one -on -one so that they can talk to each counselor and everybody who's out there um, and say any final words that they need to. And so that's kind of the moment where counselors really realize the impact that they've had on the kids, because that's always been something that I've struggled with, especially with that camp is you really don't know the impact that you have on the kids until years later. And sometimes you never find out. And so this just gives the counselors a taste of, the important work that they did that week. And so that is um, always a sentimental part of my, my journey as well. Some are doing that with the team. Going into day camp then, some um, other things. We do a Color Wars week through our day camp um, every year. And let me tell you, to see kindergartners all the way up to freshmen, ninth graders, working together to try to accomplish these tasks is just absolutely amazing. It's so cute to see the older kids get the kindergartners involved and have the kindergartners hype up the old kids. And it's just really, really cool to kind of see all that happen. And that week continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger every year. Um, and I've really, really enjoyed being a part of that process as well. And then kind of just a plug and a really cool thing that actually I learned from E is we do a road rally every year for our staff bonding experience. And it's kind of like a scavenger hunt that I, I guess, plan a bunch of random things. So it could be they have to take a picture with a person of law enforcement. They need to collect a Chinese restaurant menu. They need to find three pieces of garbage. They need to help a stranger or do an act of kindness or whatever these random tasks are that are relevant to the town that we are in that day. So typically it's Mankato. And then I send them all out on different teams and they have to accomplish all these different tasks and within a certain amount of time. And then they all come back and we have a potluck um, and then we announce the winner and we crown winners and then their picture hangs in my office every year. So it's like now this big bragging thing about who gets to be hung um, in the picture frame in Dustin's office and those types of things. And that's just been a really big tradition that my returning staff talk about to the rookies like every single like the first day of camp training they're talking about when road rally is going to be and I'm like you guys I haven't even put any thought into this yet <laughs> um, but they they just love that that experience every year as well so I could talk about traditions forever but those are kind of the ones that really really stick out to me and I'm so glad that you shared those because I listen to a lot of camp podcasts I have been in the camping community for a while and like I've never heard of the goodbye line before like that oh. is brilliant that is wonderful. Like, that's so simple. You can do that for day camp, resident camp. Yes. You could do that for an adventure day just yes. to hear the impact that you made on a kid for like a simple eight hours that you spent with them. A hundred percent. And it's so, I mean, it doesn't, there's no cost to it. There's no nothing. We typically have a little bit of music playing in the background just because, you know, sometimes kids do share some personal things with the counselors and not everyone needs to hear that. And so it's really just to kind of drown out that noise. But it is one of the most cool things to really see the counselors see that impact that they, they made in that short amount of time. That's gold. You just dropped a bunch of gold. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yes, sure. I love that. Well, 
I did want to ask a bit more of a philosophy-based question. I would love for you to talk to us about the structure of your leadership philosophy. I know that you mentioned earlier that you kind of leave the programming to your leadership team, which is a very bold move, but that means that you've built a really strong structure of leadership. So I would love to know for you, what do you find important when you're selecting a camp leader or bringing together a group of team leaders? You know, leadership has been something that I've been really, really passionate about for a long time, but I thought it was one of those things that like, but I guess my my stance on leadership and what I really look for is is why they want to do it, you know, and I tell them from the very beginning, leadership is not glorified, you know, it is not all what it cuts out to be. And, you know, leadership, they kind of think that that's like this glorious title and stuff. And it, it there is perks that come along with leadership, but there are a lot of downfalls, I guess you could call them, or hard days that you have to go through as a leadership staff um, with us. You know, you're the one that everyone turns to if the activity doesn't run. You're the one communicating with all the parents. You're the one dealing with behaviors. You're the one making sure that the bus is there on time, those types of things. And so they kind of sometimes get uh, lost in kind of what that looks like. They, you know, they kind of see the leadership maybe standing on the side and laughing, taking two minutes out of their day to simply just make sure that everyone's okay. And they see that and they instantly want to do that. And so I always ask, you know, why do you want to be a part of leadership and what does leadership mean to you? And then from there, I kind of dissect their answers and look for what really stands out to me. Um, also, for my leadership team, I do try to require them to have one year of experience at my camp underneath their belt. Now, that's not always um, something that we can do, but I, I do try to um, encourage that because they understand the function of how camp runs. You know, like I said, there's a lot that goes along with leadership. They're focusing on that programming and making sure that they keep the kids safe and then they're, that they're having fun with the kids. And so if they have no idea kind of how the structure of camp goes, I have to teach them at their, that as well. And it's one thing for me to teach it and show it to them on a beautiful piece of paper where the times are so crisp and everything is going to flow exactly how it's going to go. And then I throw 100 kids at them and say, okay, here you go. And it's a totally different scenario at that time. And so I really try to have my staff be one year under their belt with me. Um, but again, if if I have a stellar staff who's coming from another organization, which I can reach out to and talk to them about their leadership style and things of that nature, um, I'm not opposed to having a, a rookie as a leadership staff. Does that kind of answer your question? Absolutely, it does. I agree with you. It all comes down to your why. I mean, because you can teach skills and you can build areas of weakness very easily. Absolutely. But if they don't know why they're there, there's no reason for them to be there whatsoever. 100%. So Yep. And I, a lot of times have to remember my why, you know, and I think all the way back to 2016 when I was a camp counselor and what I could do to influence those kids. And not only that, but what camp did for me personally, you know, we talked about mental health and how important that is. And I was really struggling at that point. And so I found camp right at that crucial time. And um, it was an amazing experience for me and kind of pulled me away from some of those struggles within mental health. So I know why I continue to do it and why I continue to pour myself into it. And like you said, I can't teach why. I can't teach people to have passion. Um, you either have it or you don't. And so that's kind of where I 
start that conversation. You are wise beyond your years, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's so wonderful. You strike me as the person who reads a lot of like nonfiction books and like podcasts. Is that correct? So I've recently got into podcasts. Actually, for the longest time, I was like, I cannot like drive in the car and listen to a podcast, but there's something about it that that's the kind of time where I can think, you know, like I am driving, I know, like pretty much go to a few places here and there and know my way around the city. And so I can kind of zone out, which is kind of scary as you're behind a motor vehicle, but you live, you just naturally, you know, know where you're going. And so I can really get into those deep thoughts and like challenge myself and those types of things. So I listen to a lot of leadership podcasts, a lot of mental health podcasts. Um, I'm kind of getting into like the camping podcast too, um, and all of those um, realms. But then I like to list or read a lot of um, books on leadership and um, like self self-improvement and self-worth and those types of things. So it's become a kind of a side passion of mine. Yes. Oh my gosh, Dustin. I love nonfiction. Yes. <laughs> so much. That is my life. That is absolutely, that is my genre. Oh my gosh. So sure. if you have any great books or anything that you would like to suggest, oh my gosh, this is more for me. Not, I mean, yeah, yeah. there's my care. I don't really care about them right now. This is more for my <laughs> Do you have any good like podcasts or? I don't know who the author of it is, but it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, and it's about shifting the mindset of leadership about how we used to be. Generations past used to have the mindset of command and control with the person that was leading, you know, kind of screamed orders and you did what that person told you to do. And that was how, you know, we got results. But with the new generations coming up with Gen Zs and millennials and many generations to come, they're shifting away from that and realizing that those generations don't function like that and that we actually need to empower them and trust our employees and those that we lead to do the work in which we tell them to do. Um, and so it's just been really, really inspiring to me, kind of shift my own mindset to really getting me to trust my employees, her books, her TED Talks, the whole nine yards. I just really, really, for some reason, she really hits home with me as well. Oh, absolutely. We do a lot of deep work with Brene Brown. I love to read. So yeah, yes. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for sharing that training, you know, sit down, here's a PowerPoint, here's what you need to do. Got it. Good. Perfect. We're done. And I didn't learn like that. I was one that, you know, like you wake, we mentioned earlier, we can teach people how to lead an activity. We can teach people a schedule. We can teach people how to manage behavior and those types of things. But what we can't teach is making sure that your staff feels like they have support and that they can rely on one another in stressful situations. Because let's be honest, summer camp can be stressful. It's not all funs and games. Um, it, it can be very tough work. And we need to have a, a sound team that can bounce ideas off of each other to get through those tough days. And so I took that kind of mindset to carry and won that over with her and just really got her to listen to me. And since then, we've done a lot of team bonding and purposeful activities within camp training that allow our staff to get to know one another. Um, you know, we talk about deep topics. We talk about gender and sexuality. We talk about mental health. We talk about drugs and alcohol and those types of things. And then I ask staff 
know and learn and gather that information because then we can take those lessons that we once heard in staff training or from one another and apply them to when kids come to us with maybe they're struggling with their identity or you know they're it's the first time they've had an anxiety attack and so how do they handle that or you know mom and dad are struggling with substance abuse and so the child is you know becoming the the parent of the household and those types of things so i really ask our staff to open up about who they are and i have them actually write a gratitude card to that person and then i actually send those to that person so i've done that i've done timelines of their life which is one of my absolute favorite activities that i do with my staff um i ask them to start from birth to the day that we are sitting in camp training and any life event that happened that has shaped them and they need to write or draw it on a, a piece of paper. And then it kind of allows the staff to see how that person became who they are today. There's a few others, but those are kind of the ones that stick out. Of course, we do your typical team bonding things as well. We've done speed dating. That's how we start off every camp training where I get them sitting across from a partner and give them questions to talk about. Two years ago, we did um, a water polo at our pool in our... Um, at our why. I never thought all the staff were going to get into it, but we literally had a group of staff who didn't want to play, but wanted to be involved. So they were like cheering and making up cheers to cheer on the people that were actually playing. I mean, it got really, really competitive, but like in the best way possible, like it wasn't like mean competitive. It was like, like just we're working as a team to create this really cool atmosphere. So that was a really cool experience. We do an end of summer banquet every year as well. So we bring back all the counselors and I make a slideshow of all the pictures that we've taken that summer. We do a meal. Um, I do lots of thank yous. We give out funny awards, you know, most likely to have to carry all the lunch boxes at the field trip or most likely to sleep in and be late to work or <laughs> Funny things like that, that we, you know, inside jokes that come throughout the summer. So we do that. And again, it's just a time for us to reflect on all the impacts that we made. And then something that I think is really kind of cool and unique about us is we actually do a holiday reunion as well. And so Ooh, yeah, sometimes we do it before um, the holidays and sometimes we actually do it right before we leave for the that conference or in January. Um, and we bring everybody back. We play games, we give out prizes and stuff like that. But then I actually print the pictures off from that summer and hang them around the house. And then um, staff can like take those pictures with them. And it's kind of fun. The council's like, oh, do you remember this day? Or, oh, this field trip was so much fun. And like, they're all together again. And that's really cool. And then actually at that holiday party too is when we announce next year's leadership team to the prior year's team so they're the first ones that get to find out who's on leadership next year which is kind of just again one of those moments where it bonds us together like this was our legacy in 2023 but now we're kind of handing the torches off to the next team for 2024 it's a really cool and, and like i said we play games and stuff like that but then yeah they come they they conquer and then they they all go home and um from that so yeah it's not like a retreat or anything like that um it's just a couple hours all together that's still awesome. Yeah. Where do you host your holiday get together? Totally depends. Um, in years past, it's been at Carrie Olmanson's house. So we've done it there. We've done it at the Y. Just kind of depends on where we can kind of find a spot to do it at the date that works for, for us who are putting it on. I love that for you guys. And I hope that everybody who's listening can kind of take that and be like, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. Maybe we should do something yeah. very similar to that. Because it, it definitely works and it definitely keeps everybody together. And I don't know about you, but I always during the summertime, I'm like, man, I wish that I could like 
spend Christmas with these people or like spend a holiday with these people. And to have something that's similar to that, it's just super magical. Yes. There's like I said earlier, there is nothing better than a group of camp people all in one room because everyone is just carefree. There's no judgment. There's just pure love. Like it is just incredible. The, the atmosphere within the camp team. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I think about my camp experience, never did I think that I would blame. Yes. So this has been a hard question since you let me um, see this one. I was like, oh, I don't know if I should go sentimental or if I should go funny. Like, I just didn't know how I should, you know, take this one. So I thought of two answers. One, I never thought that I would sleep in a cabin full of boys who stink and have the absolute best time of my life so that's 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 my funny (laughs) like I just never thought that that would be me um how with how I grew up and stuff that just was not my realm but here I am and I now do it year after year after year but for the more you know sentimental and camp director part of me in here is I never thought that I would continue to push myself to offer a better experience for kids. You know, I, I, every year I'm like, oh, that is, that is all I could give. And then next year I'm like, I have to do that, but I have to do more, you know? So I continue to push myself and I never thought that I would be that, that person. I like routine. I like to, you know, do things year after year, but I want it to be better. I want it to be more. I want it to be bigger. And so that aspect of me has just been, it's been really cool to kind of see that come out of me through through my camp experience as well. Wow, that's so inspiring too. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. I know that other people will be listening and feeling that same like, oh yeah, I can't just stay stagnant. I have to always continue to become better myself too. For that's- sure, absolutely. Well, I'm gonna move into some of my final fun campy questions here. My first one is, what is your favorite camp song? When I first came to or got into the camping movement, I'm like, what are these cheesy and ridiculous songs that we are singing? But now it's like a huge part of me. Like we just like, I'll be sitting at my desk in the middle of December in the dead of winter and I will have a camp song going to my head and I'll like perform the whole thing in my head on how I would perform it to the kids. And so it's just been really, really cool. And they just kind of become who you are. But of course we all have our favorites. Um, one of mine um, is Humpty Dumpty. That has just been a fantastic song that has really stuck with me. But also, and more recently, one that has really just kind of been like an anthem for our camp is the Wishy Washer Washer Woman. And that has just been an incredible, like, the kids just get into it. It's goofy. And one, I guess, from the dark that I didn't think was was going to be sticking with me. Yeah, that's an old favorite of mine. I, yes. I remember that one from like when I was really, really, really little. Is that the one that's like down in the jungle where nobody goes yep. there? Oh, yep. yeah. That's a yep. good one. <laughs> Very good one. That is exactly it. Yep. Awesome. What is your favorite camp meal? Truthfully, I am kind of a picky eater. And so I, I get really, really close with the cooks because I have all these special requests that I like for them to make specifically for me. But honestly, this is kind of probably a boring one. There's nothing better than a chicken patty. Like, mm. I just love a chicken patty with a little bit of mayonnaise and some French fries. Like, there is just nothing better that beats that. I agree. It's like it's <laughs> a hot day. And you're fed up with your kids and you you haven't had your break yet and it's chicken patty day. Yes. And you're like, I can I can keep doing this. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I always gotta run into the kitchen and sneak an extra one because there there's just something about them. 
Oh my gosh. I, I can relate to that. What is your favorite camp tradition? I would have to say, like I like I mentioned earlier, either No Utensil Tuesday or the Goodbye Line. When I think about traditions, those are the first two that come to mind, which mean they probably mean the most to me. So I would have to say either one of those. What is your favorite program area? Oh, arts and crafts for sure, hands down. So I'm just a huge crafty person and there is nothing in my mind that beats camp when you are sitting in the scorching sun next to a camper making a friendship bracelet like there is just nothing that beats that you know you can talk about whatever comes to mind because you're at camp and it's totally acceptable to do that so I think that is just awesome um you know every year we make a wood craft with the kids and so seeing kids like have a hammer in their hand for the first time is really really cool I've met some of my absolute best friends at the at the arts and crafts area at camp and so I that that one is just the one that's like how can you not like it you know tie-dye Tuesday like come on we're tie-dyeing shirts well I always ask my guests who should I interview next oh I have so many camp pros that I would love for you to interview but the first two that come to mind, I mentioned one of them earlier. And then another one of my day camp friends who I also think would be absolutely great is Aaron Hack from the YMCA of Paps Farms. Um, he's a great inspiration to me. Him and I actually met also at the Mid-America Camping Conference and we have hit it off. I actually just talked to him today because I was struggling with some budget things and I needed just another person's thought process. And he is way wiser than his years um you know I'll text him and be like gosh it was a hard day and he'll have some motivational thing to say to me so he's he's a really dear friend again professionally but also personally as well thank you so 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 much um do you happen to have Aaron Hack's contact information that I could use to be able to contact him for an interview um, yes, I definitely can do that. I don't have it like right here with me right now, but oh, I yeah, no, feel free yeah. to send that later. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Well, is there anything that's super exciting that's happening in your life that you'd like to promote to our listeners? Well, like I mentioned earlier, the Mid-American Camping Conference is a phenomenal experience. I'm actually on the planning committee for that. And that's coming up here very, very exciting um, or very, very quickly, and which is exciting. So I would say if you have ever thought about going to a camping conference or can swing it somehow, it is full of inspiration and you will come back rejuvenated and ready to get to work. So that's that's one thing. Um, otherwise, it's, it's it's budget season for us. So I'm busy planning already next summer. A lot of people can't believe that. You know, I, I plan camp in October and November and December already, um, but we're full force getting things ready to go. And so I think that is exciting as well. It kind of gets me energized and ready to go and thinking of things differently as well. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of those two things. And then I just like to always remind my fellow camp friends um, and those that I guess are listening here today that continue to pour yourself into the, our work because it's so important um, and I know the movement is hard and it's tough work and it can be exhausting at times but what we do matters and it's working so we need to all continue to continue moving forward absolutely very very wise words said thank you for sharing that are you currently hiring staff for your summer or do you have any full-time positions that you're currently looking to fill and if so, where can people apply? So right now, our applications are actually not open for next summer. They open up in November for our leadership teams. Those leadership applications will be coming out very soon. And then we actually don't open to the general public until December for 
um, returning staff, but also first-time rookie staff is kind of our timeline, um, which is a, a slightly delayed compared to some of my other camp friends and other camps I am aware of. That seems to work for us, and so that's kind of what we um, have stuck with. But you can find us on um, our website, MankatoYMCA.org. Otherwise, our Facebook and Instagram is there as well, Mankato Family YMCA Youth is where we are at there. And those are both pl places where all the marketing and all the news gets posted. Awesome. Well, I still think that November and December is very early. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. That's awesome that you guys are able to get that out before the new year and everything. And I will definitely include the website and all of the social media for your camps and your organization on our show notes so that if people want to go ahead and go check it out, get a little pre-star if they're curious or if they're interested, then they have that direct access to it. Well, if people have questions specifically for you or they want to contact you, how could they go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. So you can go ahead and find me there. Otherwise, um, my work email is the easiest way. Um, unfortunately, I'm kind of one of those people that have it on my phone and I answer emails whenever they come across. Um, and I love to talk about camp. I love to talk about my stories and things like that that we can share. You know, like I said earlier, there's power in learning from one another. So I love to hear from others and share my resources and things like that. So you can get my email and things as well. And I would love to chat. Awesome. Do you happen to have your Instagram handle that you'd like to share with us? Yes, it is Dustin Slaughter, all one word. Okay. Awesome. And I am there and um, there's tons of camp photos on there for you all to see. <laughs> awesome. I will leave that in the show notes too as well. Well, Dustin, oh my goodness. You have been such a delight to talk to. You have revitalized and energized my evening here in Kansas City, Missouri. I have deeply loved getting to know you and thank you just from the bottom of my heart for sharing your camp experience with all of us. I know that the things that you have shared are things that people need to hear at this time in their lives, whether they are currently in the camp field or not. I can't tell you how much I have really appreciated this conversation with you. Thank you so, so, so much for hopping on the Camp Kids podcast. Yes, absolutely. And I just want to say thank you and thanks to Sam Toff for getting me connected with you. This has been something that I've always kind of wanted to do and just didn't know the right avenue. And All right, Camp Kids, that was Dustin. Make sure to contact them if you have any questions and to check out all the links in the show notes. If you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let's keep our Camp Kids community growing by spreading it to others who are also part of the camp community. Please leave us a rating or review, preferably a five-star rating so that others can also find our podcast. Stay Stay tuned later this week so that you can hear about my first ever backpacking experience. That's all that I have for you for now, but remember that this is good night and not goodbye.